Go to bestsellerbuilders.com. We help authors get it done. Book success is number one with bestsellerbuilders.com. Welcome back to the Inside Secrets of a New York Times bestselling book podcast with me, Mike Stewart, and our guest, Amy Collins. Amy, we're going to be talking about reviews. And I know a little bit about internet reviews. There's all kinds of internet reviews, but what are the ones that really count? What 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 do you wish someone had told you when you were starting out about getting reviews to get on the New York Times bestselling status list? I wish everybody knew what I'm about to say. And this has not changed over the years. You know, Mike, I keep saying that everything changes in our industry. Here's the biggest thing I'm going to tell you. Do not ever pay for a review. There it is. That's the thing I wished I'd learned much earlier in my career. Mm. Do not pay for a review. It doesn't count if you pay for it, even if it's an honest review. even And, and most of them are. That, I mean, there's some wonderful organizations out there that have incredibly talented editors and reviewers, but you pay for the privilege of being reviewed by them. And what I would say is, depends on your goals, but in almost all cases, in, and in no case that I've ever seen, my own personal experience working with thousands of authors, was a paid review given to give you the goal. It didn't allow you to achieve the goals that you were going after. Not a good idea. All right. Uh, so that's valuable today. What reviews, where are the reviews that you're talking about? Where are the different places that really matter? Different kinds of reviews. A lot of people know about online reviews. They go to Amazon and they write a review. Walmart, they write a review. Yelp, they write a review. I know <laughs> authors who get their books reviewed on Yelp. Um, it's not a bad idea. I love reader reviews. Goodreads, if you're a fiction writer. Um, there's reviews on LinkedIn for books. There's reviews everywhere. But those are reader-based. And reader-based reviews, according to a study by Verso Digital, personal recommendations, which include online reviews of people you know, but a personal recommendation was responsible last year for just over 82% of new book purchases last year. Reviews are so important, especially now that so many sites are working so hard to keep reviews legitimate. But there's other kind of reviews, especially if you want to be on the New York Times bestseller list. There's other kind of reviews that really matter. And the big thing you need to focus on is industry reviews. There's sites like Publishers Weekly, Library Journal, Booklist, the American Booksellers American Library Association puts out Booklist. There's the New York Times. There's the the LA Times. There's there's large, huge, legitimate, autonomous, independent third-party book reviewers. And if you can get a review from one of them, you're off to the races and it gives you a much better shot at that bestseller list that we're all hoping for. Great. That's awesome. So, obviously, a little more on why this is valuable today more than ever. We talked a little bit about this before, that this is a business and that it's a very crowded business. There are more books being published today than ever before in history. And by the time you hear this podcast, I bet you that number will have gone up another 10 or 15%. It is multiplying at a ridiculous rate. Books are coming out like a fire hose. They're just, it's huge. Nobody can keep up. So if you get an autonomous, third-party, independent, legitimate review from a media source, 
It's, it, you know, you've heard the phrase platform building. Bestseller builders, that's their big thing, is building the platform. But I love the visual of being an author among authors. Millions of you out there in the milling around in the world. But you get on a platform and all of a sudden people can see you. And if you can get a review, librarians, booksellers, those major chains you want to be in, the airport stores, you will suddenly be able to get to the front of the line. And there is nothing like a legitimate review from a legitimate media source. Now, there's a third kind of reviewer, bloggers. Those are wonderful, too. They're not quite as high-end as the New York Times reviews or the LA Times or, or Publishers Weekly, but you've got to earn your way up to those. If you're if you're writing book after book and you're not getting the reviews, my question for you is, are you reaching out to the bloggers and the people who are making it their living to tell people about your book? So what's the best way to get out to these reviewers and the, the, all the reviewers and the most important ones? You know, how do I put these tips into action? Well, you've been asking me as we go through each of these classes what the secrets are to getting on the New York Times bestseller list. And no, in no area as much as reviews is this secret, this tip, this trick important. The secret is you ask every day. You only have to ask one person. I prefer you ask three, but every day, it's kind of like going to the gym every day. Even if you go for 10 minutes, it does some, some very good things to your body. I ask that every day, you ask one person to review your book. Send your book out to one newspaper or ask one reader to review your book online. Don't say where. Let them choose. Give the reviewers at the bloggers. Give the reviewers that are at the book sites. Bookstores. Ask a bookstore employee to review your book. How cool would it be if 27 booksellers around the country read your book and loved it, and wrote a little review for their newsletter or stuck it up on their staff favorites table. How do you think that happens? You know how that happens? Somebody asked them. Ask every day. It's my secret. So taking action. Mm. Gee, what a concept. So uh, more details. There's got to be more. Well, it's it sounds easy to say ask every day. Um, now, my clients hire me, and, and, and I've got an entire staff of people who are writing copy, and they're writing letters, and they've learned how to ask. But, uh, so I'll give you the 30,000-foot the view of what the ask looks like. You need to give whoever is reviewing your book a reason to think that their book might be a good fit for them. Do you remember me saying in former modules, in the previous ones, that the cover's not for you, the price isn't for you? Well, the book review's not for you either. For the most part, when you ask any reviewer to review your book, you need to please them and make sure that you're going to achieve their goals. These reviewers have their own goals, you know. They want more readers. They want more fame. They want more money. They want to get to keep their job. Help them do those things. So tell them in your letter how you're going to help them do that. Dear Sarah, I saw that you've reviewed three books in the last two weeks on organic gardening. And then I went to your blog, and I saw that you actually are a, a, an amateur organic gardener and that you do it from in the inner city. I have written a book about organic gardening in the inner city, and I thought maybe you'd like a copy. Is this something you might be interested in? It's as simple as that, Mike. It's a really... Stay human. Keep it short. Don't go on and on about how great your book is. She'll decide. But just ask the people that it makes the most sense and that it'll help them out. There are, I'm not exaggerating, and sometimes I exaggerate, but I'm telling you the truth. I don't care what your book's about. There are thousands of people right now who write book reviews about that book. 
and you and you can find them. We talk about the golden age of the internet. You can find them. Okay. So what's in it for them? That makes sense to me. What are the tools, websites, and apps that are going to make it easier to find these reviewers and 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 submit my book to it so that uh, that I can get this opportunity to to see it grow? Now I said at the beginning you should never pay for a review, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't invest in marketing your book or should you know paying for review is one thing, but paying someone for for uh, access to a database very good idea. Um, Google. But Google is not the only answer. A lot of these people are way under the radar. In many cases, if you want a high-end review, you are going to need to hire someone who knows them. You are going to hire someone who understands exactly how to get your book into the hand of the New York Times reviewer, the L.A. reviewer, the Chicago Sun reviewer. It's That's just the way of the world. You can submit it yourself. But in terms of apps and websites, there are Google is, is where you would start, and it's where you should start, especially for bloggers. I've got a short list of reviewers that I adore that we share on bestsellerbuilders.com. I know I've been mentioning our resource section before, but if you go to bestsellerbuilders.com, besides all the other materials that we have there, we've got a starter list. Why don't you go there and just pull down a couple of reviewers that are of interest to you? But I want to remind you guys... Only ask the reviewers that it makes sense to them. I know you want their review, but make sure you tell them why it will help them. Absolutely. So how much time should I carve out and what's my expect- expectations to implement this? How, what should I, what, what's a tip to let me know how to? It's a range. When my clients that, that hire me to do this for them, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. We spend dozens of hours every week at the beginning. I mean, 10, 12, 15 hours a week just going after reviews. And that happens for months. We spend hours and hours. But it's a range. That's when someone hires us. You know, that's if you're going to do this yourself, remember I said ask one person a day? It takes five, 10 minutes to find all the, you know, find their first name, the fact that they're into organic gardening. Another five, you, the emails are all written. Um, you know, you've written them before. You just need to, to, you know, shape it up a bit and then send it out. Another five or 10 minutes to check your email and see if anyone's gotten back to you from the last 10 asks, the, from the last 10 days. Keep it going. You know, I use an Excel spreadsheet. It's not particularly complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my staff uses, um, you know, tracking software. Uh, but again, just... I would really recommend that you that I'd rather you do it for 15 minutes a day than don't do it at all. Don't get overwhelmed by the fact I just said 12 hours a week. Okay, that's me. But you guys, let's start with 15 minutes a day. No different, as I said, than going to the gym. <laughs> Making a commitment to be uh, consistent. All right. All right, I'm consistent. I've been emailing people, and for whatever reason, I'm not getting any response. I feel stuck. I feel like everything I'm doing, what can I do to get unstuck? With reviews, if you are getting just deafening silence back, this is one of the few times I think it's a really good idea to ask someone else. I think at that point, you might want to hire a consultant. You might want to, con- you can contact us at bestsellerbuilders.com. You can uh, contact the other authors you know and use their people. I've, I've got no pride here that it it's always has to be us. But when you're, if you're sending out request after request and you're not getting any answers or you're getting nothing but no's, something's wrong. 
And I don't know what could be. Uh, you know, if you're particular, if you're getting stuck, it's different. Just about for every author, there's a slightly different thing that we can tweak. But somebody who does this for a living, they know what to tweak. So may I recommend that if you find yourself stuck, you reach out for help. In that particular case, help is invaluable and can often just get you started and you can get going again. Well, sometimes a, another pair of eyes and a, a another mind, it's the mastermind principle. It's, you know, yeah. two minds are, are really three. And so uh, it makes sense to ask somebody else. Well, this has been great information. I see how important reviews are, and I can't wait to hear about our next subject in the next modules. Thank you again, Amy. Thanks, Mike. 